Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here in the air chair at Kane Radio. AM 1240 and 107.5 right here in the heart of downtown New Iberia. Across from Bulldini Plaza is where our studios are. We're going to be talking golf for the next hour. And wow, what another great week of golf weather for all you golfers out there. Gorgeous week. And uh, we hope and pray it continues to be good golfing weather here in South Louisiana and continue to pray for the people in uh, Florida and South Carolina that was affected by Hurricane Ian and aren't enjoying good golfing weather. Let's thank our sponsors before we move too far along. We got a new sponsor, or relatively new, Clico, Central Louisiana Electric Company. We appreciate their support of uh, our local radio station here and uh, all the good things they have to tell us about saving energy and electricity and what have you. Of course, being prepared for hurricane as we're not out of hurricane season yet. A few more weeks to go. I want to thank Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. That would be Mr. Lee Tatford. Saw him this weekend at the uh, Bill Bass Open, which is uh, UL's golf fundraiser. And uh, I'll be talking more about that as the show progresses on. But thank you, Mr. Lee Tatford and Coca-Cola for sponsoring Chip Shots. And our other title sponsors, GolfBalls.com, located at Arnold Boulevard, right there in the shopping center in Lafayette. Get all your golfing needs there. One-stop shopping, as they say. They have everything you could possibly want in the realm of golf in their showroom. And you can also try out their latest in golf clubs in their simulator. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. And, of course, our local golf clubs, we want to thank them because without them, there would be no local golf news. Chaffalaya, Bellevue, Sugar Oaks, Cane Row, and Eagle Ridge. Let's start out with the Chaffalaya as they're still promoting their Twilight Scramble. Won't have much time left for that uh, as Daylight Savings Time comes in uh, about a month or so. But every Thursday, a two-person scramble at 5.30 shotgun start. They might have moved that up, as did Sugar Oaks. For their twilight scrambles, they might have moved it up an hour <coughs> or half an hour or so. But nonetheless, it's $40 for non-members and $30 for passholder members. What a great way to spend the afternoon after work. It includes your cart, green fee range, prize money, and food as well. Only 40 bucks at a Chaffalaya. And then down at Eagle Ridge and Cade, they had the most recent Acadiana Pro-Am. 101 players showed up on the Tuesday and Thursday, first Tuesday and Thursday of September. And the winning team went to Ty Burdett, the owner and operator of Bellevue, where the Pro-Am will be played this month. In fact, next week on either Tuesday or Thursday. So Ty teamed up with Barry Batilia, Robert Burton, and Jimmy Daniels, winning $120 at plus 10. And that money is redeemable at Golfballs.com. Once again, thank them, Golfballs.com, for supporting our Acadiana Pro-Am Association. Second place went to Jacques Poirier, Keith Hodgers, Mike Barrez, and Neil Swallow. $88 they won at plus eight. Coming in third place at plus seven was Jason Abair, Zane Kidd, Will Broussard and Keith Romero, $55 they won. Congratulations to all these players. Look forward to seeing you for the next Pro-Am. Low amateurs at Eagle Ridge, winning $30 each, was Dean Dache, Ty Burdett, Keith Hodges, and Tam Rosemont. Once again, the next Pro-Am is at Bellevue. 
speaking of Bellevue, we, uh, we have results from a tournament they had this past weekend, the Franklin American Legion Association, which uh, it helps local funds for veterans. It had, they had a two-man scramble out at Bellevue, and on the first-place team, finished in minus 15, was Dean Dache, Mike Zerlot. They won by a whopping five strokes over Ty Burdett and Herman Hamilton. Closest to the hole, Ty Burdett, the owner and operator, three feet, six inches. Sportsman team trophy, A, that went to Terry Nolan and Doug Huval. I got a, kind of got a feeling that's like uh, the poor man's award, the, low, the, hottest, the worst team in the field. Also at Bellevue, they had their recent St. Mary's Cup, which features a two-man, I'm sorry, uh, two nine-hole golf courses in St. Mary Parish, Bellevue and St. Mary. It's a Ryder Cup-style match on both golf courses, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So it's a parish golf course event. And after two years of dominance, Bellevue gave up their crown. They were defeated by St. Mary's both in the senior division and the champions division. Senior division, they went down 14 to 10. Champions division, 12 and a half to 11 and a half. Highlight for the uh, Bellevue golfers was Brandon Burdett. He won all three of his matches and his dad, two and a half points. In the senior division, Doug Robichaud and Dale Rogers were the highlight of that. They won two of their three matches. But nonetheless, it was a fun weekend for the guys in Franklin. Or thereabouts. Their most recent dogfight, which is their member, most popular member tournament of the month, that went to uh, Butch Bajeron, finishing in first place, tied for second with Bobby McDaniel and Brandon Burdett. Then at Kane Row, <coughs> their twilight rates are pretty good still. I'm sure uh, they might have to come down on the hour if the guy's going to get in 18 holes coming up soon. But uh, nonetheless, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is only $30. Senior rate, $38. And then their Wednesday super special. Their special special. After 12 p.m., $30. But if you want to be a member there, it pays a lot of dividends. It's only $142 a month. And if you play any kind of golf, it's well worth it because this is the benefits you get. 20% off of their soft goods, 10% off of their, all their hard goods, and... Uh, I'm telling you, on the soft goods side, if you're a Raging Cajun fan and a disappointing loss for them this weekend as they celebrated homecoming. But nonetheless, Kane Row is licensed to uh, license logo for merchandise for the Raging Cajuns and using their logo. So you can get all kind of merchandise, soft goods in their golf shop, which is well stocked. And also, if you remember, get 10% off of hard goods. <clears throat> and here's the one that's really valuable is you can book your tee time one week in advance. Let me tell you, they've been getting a lot of play, some slow rounds because of the number of players they've been getting out there, but that's good news. They also charge you a handicap for you, according to the Louisiana Golf Association, if you're a member. And finally, they waive your MGA Men's Golf Association dues, which is uh, headed by President Raymond Bernard. So check out Kane Row if you want to be a member. That club championship's coming up soon. It was postponed from August to October. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday, October 29th and 30th. The deadline to end is Wednesday, October 26th. And Ryan Desimo runs a, a good tournament there. Hopefully the weather will stay nice and the guys will get a chance to uh, compete. Outside tournaments out at Cane Row, 
Uh, this past weekend, they had the Scott Golf Association, which uh, my friend and worker out at uh, Kane Rose, Sid Champagne, is a member of the Scott Golf Association. And uh, Sid will be having surgery on a torn meniscus in his knee, and we hope and pray he comes out of that well. That's not going to be till after next weekend, October 8th and 9th, over at Kane Row, they're having the Branch Golf Association, which Sid is also a member of. So two big golf associations, back-to-back weekends, Sid will be playing in those tournaments. And finally, to close out the month, the Catholic High School Big Red Fundraiser. It's an annual affair, been going on for quite some time. It raises funds for the Catholic High School Panthers football team, a popular event, always booked, always fulfilled, and they got a lot of other things that go on during that day out at Cane Row. I think they have silent auctions and all kind of food for sure. Then moving down to Sugar Oaks, their weekly specials, nine or 18 holes, only $22, and that's on Monday and Tuesday. However, today, Monday, they were closed due to overseeding their greens. It's that time of the year in October where all the golf courses put down their winter grass, and uh, we hope that things went well for them with that. And then Wednesday, their special is all day, $31. Play as many holes as you want to. <coughs> and then they recently had a golf tournament over there at Sugar Oaks. It was the NISH, New Iberia Senior High Baseball Tournament, which raises funds for their uh, baseball team travel and such. And uh, no individual names, just team names here. McElhenney, the Tabasco Company, finished minus 12 and tied for second at minus 10 with a couple of teams with some uh, funny names. I hope they recognize their names in the team form anyway. Tied for second, dimpled balls. They tied with walk-ups as opposed to walk-ons. Nice tournament there. And uh, their, their MGA tournaments, like I said, their MGA is pretty strong out at Sugar Oaks. They get a good participation whenever the weather's good. And they have tournaments on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. And uh, nice turnouts for all three of these as, once again, the weather was gorgeous for golf and to be outdoors. So on Wednesday, September 28th, they had that Twilight Scramble. Paul Olivier and Jimmy Bork were minus seven and won that event. Then on Friday, September 30th, they had that Shamble, which, of course, is all players hit on a team. And then you select the best shot and you play your own ball from there in. And uh, it was a blind draw for teams. <coughs> on the front, an 18 went in the front, and 18 at minus one and plus four was the team of Ricky Bork, Kyle Mesh, Avery Boudreaux, and Keith Dome. They won the front with minus one and the overall 18 with plus four. Went in the backside with plus three was the team of Greg Dubois, Nicky Melanson, and Bryson Coons. And then here's the important skins, which, of course, is cash. Six players won one skin. So it was Nicky Melanson, Arson Daigle, Carl Broussard, Ricky Bork, Kyle Mesh, and Elliot Mason went in one skin each. Then moving on to Sunday, October the 2nd, they have their shootout. And that's the uh, same format, but uh, it's a team play all the way. They draw for teams before. You tee it up. So went in the front at plus 48 points was a team of Mark Ami, Kevin Ledford, Robert Burton, and Matthew Pisani. Went in the back at plus 46. 
And if that seems like a lot, it's all four players plus added up together. So Paul Olivier, Ricky Bork, Tam Rosemont, and Nicky Molosso. Then winning the overall 18, they didn't win the front or the back, but won the overall 18 at plus 90 was Jason Hebert, Olin Granger, Glenn Dupuy, and Paul Ladusur. Skins went to Paul Olivier, Jason Hebert, Olin Granger, and Tam Rosemont. Great fun had by all of the uh, Sugar Oaks MGA. Coming up at Sugar Oaks at the end of the month is the Knights of Columbus Fundraising Tournament, an annual tournament raises funds for the Knights of Columbus, Council 1208, which I am a member of. That's going to be Saturday, October 29th. And uh, if you can't play in the tournament, try to donate something because I tell you what, the Knights of Columbus do a lot of great things for our community here. Uh, for kids and associations and what have you. They're well active and supportive of all of Iberia Parish. Also at Sugar Oaks, and uh, member Boyd Booty, member of Sugar Oaks, is the Gator Golf Club, which he operates. He's the president and CEO and director, whatever. And uh, thank you, Boyd, for getting me this information on results from y'all outings as the Gator Golf Club goes across South Louisiana from Baton Rouge to Lake Charles playing the really nice Audubon Trail golf courses and hosting their events. So results from uh, Oak Wing in Alexandria back in September. First flight winner was Greg Dubois and Boyd Booty. Boyd and, and Greg tied at plus seven. And second flight winner, Kevin Booty. That's Boyd's nephew. He was plus seven as well. And then the most recent one last week end was over in uh, Zachary at Beaver Creek. And I always say this, but it's one of my favorite golf courses. I think it's tied for first with the wetlands right there in North Lafayette. But nonetheless, Bard was raving about the greens. He said they were fast and pure, not a, not a blade of bad grass on the greens. It's too bad it's the time of the year where you have to uh, kind of like destroy them. They aerify them, top dress them, verticut them, and then put that winter grass on them at least most of the greens around here in South Louisiana, to give them that green look during the dormant winter season. And uh, a lot of greens are really nice this time of the year. So uh, Beaver Creek with great greens produced some nice scores and some good winners. In the first flight, Darren Freeman and Greg Dubois were plus two and tied for first. Second flight went to Kent Kern, plus six. And they also give out cash for, for their events. Their next tournament's going to be at Kashati Pines in Kinder, November 13th. And uh, that's a nice event for all the players because with, uh, with the casino being there and the golf course really adjacent to the hotel and casino, they get, they're going to go hook up their wives and go play a practice round around noon, at least a lot of them are, spend the night, spend some money in the casino, have a nice meal, and then tee it up the next morning. So a nice weekend for the Gator Golf Club coming up at Kashati Pines and Kinder. On the college golf scene, our, lo scene, our local golf teams, LSU is still uh, in the runnings for the SEC match play championship being played this fall. They played the SEC championship, of course, in the spring at the end of the season. But this is like a, a, a tune-up for that where you, you play metal play to qualify and then the low eight teams tee it up against each other, and LSU beat Missouri 
in the quarterfinals, three and two, so they're still involved in the overall championship. It's being played at Old Overton Golf Club in Vastavia Hills, Alabama. That's just north of uh, Birmingham. Then UL, like I said earlier, they had their homecoming this weekend. And with homecoming every year, they have uh, the Bill Bass Open. Coach Bill Bass was a golf coach for the Cajuns for many years, way back in the day. And uh, got to play with uh, my grandson Drew and Jim McDuff and Mike Bella. And we shot 14 on them. That was Friday at noon. We didn't finish in the money, but had a great time. And I uh, saw a lot of great people there that I hadn't seen in quite a while, one of which was a guy I coached, Mike Heinen, who was inducted into the UL Hall of Fame that evening. So Friday afternoon, late afternoon and evening, uh, they had a beautiful uh, <coughs> ceremony for all the UL inductees, and I think there were seven of them, and Mike Heinen was one of them. And uh, it was held at the baseball stadium, and uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised and shocked at how nice that facility handled. I'm going to say 100 people were there uh, to welcome in these new UL uh, inductees into the Hall of Fame. Mike Heinen uh, won the 1994 Shell Houston Open as a golf professional. He played the tour for quite a, quite a few years and made some money. But when he was at UL, he finished... 15th in the NCAA, in which UL was, that's the only team, 1988, that qualified for the NCAA championship. So Mike Hannon finished 12th, I'm sorry, 15th, and uh, he, was, he was second out of all the UL players. Some other player, I'm not sure who, finished 12th one time in the NCAAs. But congratulations to Mike Hannon, real nice guy. He had a lot of his uh, teammates there, Mike Genovese, um, Guy from Baton Rouge, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, and I recruited that dude. But uh, Jeff Calloway from Zachary uh, was there, and a host of other players from former years and all. And it was nice to see them all, and uh, got to take a picture. Since I was a former UL golf coach, I got to take a picture with all those guys. Made me feel young again. So back to the Cajuns golf team. <clears throat> they recently played in the Grand McDowell Invitational at the Robert Trent Jones Trail just north of Alabama. Disappointingly, the Cajuns were leading by 11 strokes going into the last round and really fumbled and finished third, some 10 shots behind Liscomb. But uh, Theodore tells me that Liscomb is ranked uh, 11th in the nation, so they have a pretty good golf program there. Finishing in second place was North Alabama. Six shots ahead of the Cajuns. Three of the Cajuns finished in the top ten, which is remarkable. Charlie Flynn, Jake Marler, and their, their new freshman from South Africa, Milan Pottinger. They all shot 222, finishing tied for ninth. Disappointing was our local players from Lafayette, Eli Artigo, and Matt Weber. They shot 80 and 81, respectively. And like I was telling the guys, you know, it's disappointing because if these players just shoot like 75 which is not that great for a college player under any circumstances, they, uh, they would have won the tournament. But uh, they get, they're getting close. If they can all play good together on one weekend, they'll be doing just fine. So their next tournament's going to be October 9th, 10th, and 11th. It's called the Tempest Intercollegiate, and it's played in Gladwater, Texas. Never heard of that place. Welcome aboard in the house now, and up to his mic is... Uh, my friend and colleague, Ralph Boxcar-Bajeron. Hello. Hello, Teddy. 
I wanted to text you today, and you're going to be interested in this. Uh, our friend and golf pro at Oak Wing, Robbie Geringer, is still in the hospital in Lafayette. He's hoping uh, to get out today, and I texted him to wish him well and asked him how his surgery went Friday, and he said, Teddy, I'm hurting. And that's all he said in his text. Oh. Yeah, so uh, that must have been a serious operation. But uh, Robbie uh, won this award. It's called the Gulf States PGA Bill Strasbaugh Award. And it's for leadership and community involvement. And we know Robbie is big into that. As, uh, he's, a, he's a staple over there in Alexandria, and you should know better than anybody since your son lives there. Yep, right uh, about five minutes away from the, from the course. And, uh, you know, again, uh, great. Um, you know, they, they just did a bunch of renovations out there at Oak Wing uh, with their bunkers and, and whatnot. And, and, of course, uh, you've got the links, um, you know, just a minute or two down the road. So, Nice little area. Uh, really, uh, you know, they. I tell you what, um, you know, you kind of. I, I, I was. I had never really been to Alexandria a whole lot before Cody moved there, you know. But um, they, they really do have a, a. It's a huge LSU town. I mean, you would not believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big time LSU. Um, but they have a really nice sports uh, complex out there also with the soccer fields and baseball fields and all the. You know the astroturf and whatnot for the kids uh, uh, when they play little league, and and it's uh, and all that's right by the two golf courses. So all this, this uh, these tax dollars, which is and it's really near the air base too. You know, but the city's really done a, a good job in, in reinvesting in the, the community, which is I think you know re- really important. I mean, um, you know that's one of the things that you know <coughs> years ago, and you know better than, than than anybody that we had we all hoped that that maybe. The, the city or the parish would, would buy, you know, Sugar Oaks or, right. you know, um, even at the time Iberia was still operating um, and, and turn it into a, a true municipal golf course and, and have the, 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 the manpower and the funding to really put improvements in and, and, and run it, you know, in a first-class operation, you know, kind of like the city of Lafayette does with, with their um, municipal courses. But, that did not come to fruition, unfortunately, and and um, you know I, I hope you know so I still have have hope that 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 the leaders of this parish um, can see the importance because it's and I, I'm like going on a soapbox here, Ted, <laughs> but but you know it's sickening to me to lose you know young families to Youngsville, Broussard, you know in that area because. They have these this infrastructure, and we don't have that, you know. And and I think it's really important that the city leaders need to to plan in the future for parks and recreation to give give our kids some opportunities to to have nice facilities and attract people to come in. And um, you know, it, it, no, I'm with you all the way. That's an important thing. It, yeah. And it's one of those investments that that pays for itself, you know, in, in way more than other things they've invested in let's just put it that way you know and and it, uh, it, there's an opportunity there for sure and, yep. and, and, it, and it would do so much so much wonderful things for our community you know not just financially but uh you know getting people interested in golf and like you said staying in supporting uh, our community right and and uh you know so again that's just my little rant but uh, no no but, it's a good um, one too but and, i hope that, i think um, everybody that's listening or everybody that has any kind of sense would agree with you, you like know, you said i mean you something know, to look into i mean i can't tell you the number and and you know and again what's happened as a result of that and again we'll get to golf in just a second but but because the kids and the grandkids have migrated there 
then you see par- you know grandparents starting to to move to you know to, to Sugar Mill Pond oh, and uh, we, I got several friends that have done that because that's where their their kids and grandkids are so you know let's not lose any more people and we we're only 15 you know uh, miles away or 15 minutes away uh, from from there and let, let's uh, let's invest in what we have here because it's a to me it's one of these untapped gems you know the the city of New Iberia has so much beautiful property. And, and so many um, resources that we could uh, – we just have to get the the right people behind it. Okay. Get off that soapbox. I'm right off. The, I'm right. off. I just hopped off. All right. It was a Tide soapbox. Look at that, man. I went with <laughs> right. the – I thought it was a generic brand, but Tide. There you go. So we're talking about Robbie Garinger and the Gulf States PGA, the award he won. Well, on the other side is uh, Greg Sonia. He won Player of the Year award. He also won the 2022 Gulf State Section PGA Section Tournament, which is our biggest tournament of the year, at Bayou Desert last week. And Monroe shot score of 72, 69, 143, and won by three shots over Bobby Flanagan, Joseph Hanko. And uh, that exemption gets him an invitation into the Sanderson Forums Tournament, which Boxcore and I will be talking about after the break. It was played this past weekend. Of course, Greg's exemption goes for next year's tournament as uh, the tournament was played right after he finished his uh, tournament here. So uh, that, that, congratulations. Uh, that, that course in Monroe, have you ever played it? Oh, years ago, but they've okay. redone it. You know, they used uh, to have a tournament called the Cotton States. Yeah. It was a match play tournament, and all the LSU players would, okay. you know, hunker up and go there and play. Cause, Cause uh, I've heard it's a pretty difficult layout. It is. Okay. It is. And I heard it got even more difficult when they redid their greens. Their greens were old greens, kind of like the flat greens at Iberia and Sugar Oaks and all uh-huh. the uh, old-time greens that we have here. But uh, hmm. if they toughened that up, then it made it an even harder course. And then the Lafayette Golf Association, their last tournaments were played. And, of course, uh, Lawson Rooley is the uh, president of that association, and you don't have to be a member of or, or resident of Lafayette, you just have to put up $25, be a golfer, and participate in their tournaments. And that $25 gets you uh, at the Christmas party and the crawfish ball in the spring. So, uh, second Tuesday of the month is an out of town tournament, and it was played at Bayou Bend in Crawley. And the winner of that was Terry Clement and Mitch Gospar. They actually tied with Melvin Pate and Kenny Granger. And then their uh, August tournament that was held at their home course, Municipal, Hebert Municipal in Lafayette. It's an individual tournament format for this one. Rich Hederich finished first. Second place went to Greg Gotro. And congratulations to Doug Biard's daughter, Morgan Biard. She just recently signed up with the Ladies PGA, LPGA, and she is in the division of tournament operations for the Solheim Cup. That's a specific duty along with the rest of her team. They'll be running the Solheim Cup, which is uh, the counterpart to the Ryder Cup for the men on the PGA Tour. But uh, she started a couple of weeks ago, and she's moved to Gainesville, Virginia, and uh, they'll be running the 2024 Solheim Cup. But next year, it's played every other year in the States and then every other year across the pond. And they'll be playing in Andalusia, Spain. Uh, Stacy Lewis is the captain for that team, and she's the youngest uh, at 36 years old to ever captain a Solheim Cup. So Morgan will get a chance to get up close and personal with these stars and see how that tournament's running. Once again, congratulations to her. To think she started right there at the LGA offices in Lafayette, right? Yep, 
She's, mean, she's bounced around at quite that, a few things. Not that long ago. No. Really, she's, you know. She's held a lot. And it's good to see a girl following in her dad's footsteps, you know, with the love of the game of golf that, that Doug has. Yeah, well, that's, <clears throat> that's outstanding. Yeah, uh, and you and know, we, never know where it will take her. And we keep saying we need to, you know, especially in the, in the wintertime when we're kind of trying to find topics to talk about, <laughs> Need to try to get her on the air one 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 day, you know. That would so, be awesome. I can. Yeah, yeah. you need to reach next out to time Doug. I see and, Doug, I'll probably yeah. play with him next week in the uh, pro am. Try, try to, yeah, try to get uh, the phone number, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that in in conclusion, we'll talk about some junior golf. Once again, my grandson Drew played in the Junior River Cup, which features Louisiana against Mississippi and Ryder Cup style matches. Drew won all three of his matches. Two of them with a partner, he and David Marsh. Beat Jack Morris and Luke DeSante, two and one in the uh, foursomes, or what they call alternate shot. And then that afternoon in uh, best ball, uh, Sliman and Morris defeated Morris and DeSante's two and one as well. And then in the singles match, Drew won one up over Tucker, Tucker Gerson, one up. In that, in that round of golf, the little guy, my little grandson, made eight birdies, so very proud of him. He'll conclude his uh, fall season. This week, playing in, uh, at Lake Charles Country Club, where Greg Sonier is the assistant pro in what's called the Tournament Players Championship for the Louisiana Junior Golf Association's uh, uh, tour. And that's going to be played Friday the 7th and 8th and 9th actual tournament. Friday will be the practice round 8th and 9th of the tournament. So good luck to Drew in that as he concludes his junior, junior tournament play this year. Got anything to add? Uh, not locally, okay. other, other than uh, oh. I don't know. You know, we, we, we suffered through a, a whole month of rain, but I don't know how you could ask for better golf weather. It's been gorgeous. Right Absolutely. Now. Spectacular. All right, we'll come in on the other side and talk about a little national golf. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. How energy efficient is your home? Oh, it's, uh, hmm. Well, if you're not sure, Clico can help. With Clico's PowerWise Residential Assessment, you can find great ways to weatherize your home. So it's sealed tight and energy efficient, which helps raise your comfy, cozy level while helping lower your energy bills. When it comes to your home, finding ways to weatherize is a very PowerWise thing to do. To sign up, just go to Clico.com slash what matters. That's W-A-T-T matters. 
The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611, 364-7611. Tesh Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. And welcome back to Chip Shots with Teddy Sliman and Ralph Boxcar Bajeron here in the Kane Studios. Just a little uh, program announcement. Uh, after Chip Shots, the sports will continue with the uh, Capricai Coaches Show with Coach Scott Watney as he finally got him a victory, and we're so happy for him. Uh, Tony Landry will be doing the broadcasting of that event or hour or whatever. Good deal. My, you know, I don't, I don't even – Unfortunately, I, I, I don't even keep up with high school football scores anymore because, you know, ever since the Daily Iberian quit doing a Saturday edition, I just, I don't know, you know, who won and who lost. And, I didn't and, know until today, too. And I can't stay up late enough to watch the 10 o'clock news, you know, at night to get the results. So I, I have no idea how the, you know, I know. Well, I know Tony how, told me Lauraville lost. Uh, I'm not sure about Delcom or any of the other. Well, the Delcom won because my, my our friend Jim Wiggins sent me a couple of videos. I congratulated him. Oh, okay. Both of his grandsons had outstanding uh, games. Uh, Again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think his I think the Delcom grandson scored five touchdowns, um, and I think they won uh, forty-two to fourteen. Maybe it was a homecoming for them. And then that's uh, Lafayette. No, that was Delcom. Lafayette High, his his uh, nephew plays quarterback for Lafayette High. I know. I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is his grandson that plays running back for mm-hmm. Delcom. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and he's really a good, you know, very very good player. Um, the nephew in Lafayette, they beat St. Martinville, I think forty-two to forty. It was a, it was, was a, a close game. It was yeah. a shootout. Yeah, they had a big mm-hmm. lead. Then St. Martinville came back, <coughs> but Grayson Sonier is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And his dad is Brian Saunier, but not no, our friend oh, Brian oh, Saunier. Yeah. Uh, he's Brian Saunier who played quarterback for the Cajuns back in the probably the 80s or 90s, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. he's now a physical therapist. But Grayson, the, the, he's really a good quarterback, but his love is baseball, and he's a pitcher. And he got drafted, I think, last year in the 19th round, but he didn't didn't go, you know, and in in, um, he chose, you know, not to – not to go pro, um, but who knows after this year, yeah. you know, he might, he's probably going to go the baseball route according to what Jim was telling me, you know, so. His, his dad, and I, I saw him at the Bill Bass because he's really good friends with Theodore. In fact, they played on the same team together and he was funning me. He said, you took my, my player away from me, meaning Drew. He wanted to Drew oh. and Theodore and him to play. Oh. But uh, 
I don't know what they shot. Anyway. Yeah. It, but it's spelled differently. It's S O I N G. S O I G N E. Yeah, something like N-E-R. that. N E R. Swanye. Swanye. Yeah, yeah. But you know, still pronounced the same. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about? Let's see. Oh, you say we're talking about the Sanderson Farms, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's the only thing that went on this weekend, really. Yeah. Um, Jackson Country Club, uh, Sanderson Farm, Sam Burns, the LSU Tiger was the defending champion, and uh, like I said last week, they had the tournament there despite the. Water crisis they having up there in Jackson, and uh, seemed like it was a good tournament, Bucksford. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it, uh, not 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 a whole lot, because um, I was still trying to to process how the Saints lost that game. But um, <coughs> but yeah, Mackenzie Hughes uh, again, you know, it's kind of amazing because I, I I knew he was a you know pretty good player, uh, but I I did not remember him having won on the PGA Tour before. And this Sepp Straka seemingly has kind of come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But he was also gunning for his second, um, you know, victory. Straka, uh, yeah. They have both won already, you know. Mm-hmm. So they uh, went into a sudden-death playoff. And, but what was amazing, and this is what I was thinking about this, Ted. <coughs> Can you think of a – okay, so Mackenzie Hughes is left-handed. He's mm-hmm. one of the few – you know, on tour. He's a Canadian? And he's Canadian, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but can you th- – he made six key putts out of, on the final seven holes, four of them for par, just mm. to get into the playoff. And, I mean, they ranged anywhere from seven to ten feet in, in length. Can you think of a left-handed player who was a bad putter? I can't. <laughs> no. I know there's not no, – look, it's a small sample size. I get it. But Phil Mickelson was an outstanding putter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy apparently is an outstanding putter. Bob Charles, I think, uh, Bob he was a great mm-hmm. putter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, there's another one. That oh, God, I had, a, I had a guy played on the LSU golf team with me, Mike Drury. He was the best putter I've, I've ever known. Really? Left-hander. Left-hander. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, and, and how, how – I don't know, man. I just can't ever think of a, of a guy who – you know, because we all know guys who are <laughs> – Great ball strikers and great uh, – I mean, poor Hal Sutton. He, he probably was one of the best tee to green players on the PGA Tour ever, and he, he couldn't putt to save his life. I Hal mean, Sutton? No. He's a horrible putter, you know. Um, but left-handed putters, for some reason, they just seem to be so smooth, uh, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, he uh, – so he wins this tournament and, and uh, pretty, pretty cool, you know, uh, deal for him. Yeah. And then some other uh, kind of like highlights of the tournament. They had a guy that just got married. His name is, uh, he shot 67, the lowest round he ever had. Brandon Matthews is 28 years oh. old. Got married in Pennsylvania. Came down on his honeymoon and shot 67. And he said, dang, honey, we should have got married sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just looking back, and it says that Straka, um, in his last four tournaments, uh, this is the second time that he's lost in a playoff. So he's mm-hmm. he's playing some good golf. No, right? like, you know, he's more of a household name than... than Mackenzie Hughes, yeah. yeah. I, I would think. But, but Mackenzie Hughes, because he's from a Canadian, was in the news recently because I think he missed the uh, internationals yeah. uh, team by a few points or whatever yeah. and uh, because he was he played in Canada and he was a Canadian and thought he should have played or whatever. But He uh, was also one of the... Um, Dark horse picks that I kept seeing seeing at the Open Championship because uh, he had had some success. Apparently, I'm, I'm not at sure. St. Andrews. Yeah, St. Mm-hmm. Andrews before. Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, all right. So this week uh, they're going to play the Shriners Children Tournament at TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas. Uh, number four ranked Patrick Cantley is going to be in that field, and twelve of the top fifty World Golf Championship will be played in there. And uh, by the way, I got to ask you about all this because in Las Vegas. And I got to ask you because you the the, uh, the uh, merchandise and, and uh, yeah. what I want to say expert <laughs> the equipment expert okay. of this duo here anyway you are <laughs> Titleist is uh, in Las Vegas they're going to make their debut of their Pro V1 and Pro V1 X what's mm-hmm. that all about Do you know anything about that I mean I thought those two balls were yeah well they they every um, eh, probably three or four years they. You know, it's it's just they well, rebrand them basically. I mean, they don't do anything. Do they change that. anything? No, I mean, they don't. I mean, they'll they'll. I, I guess if you looked really deep into the the, the components components and the technical aspects of it, you might find a, a different ingredient here or there. You know, but basically, the last time they changed it, what they did with the Pro V One used to be the the higher spinning ball, and the Pro V One X was the lower spinning ball mm-hmm. when they reach it when they revised and this was a i was still working at golfballs.com when they did this okay so that was about three years ago i guess um they uh four years ago actually um they did the x then became the lower the the higher spinning ball and the the v which was totally i was like what is Tyler's doing when to change you know because in the past i mean I don't know, you know, but it it is marketing because the other, yeah, the other, you know, they they have lost slight market share. Still very, you know, by far the most dominant ball. Yeah, but in fact, the article I read, just to, not to interrupt you, but the Titleist won all four majors last year. So yeah, but but, but in ball. recent years, uh, you know, Callaway and Srixon have you know, the two you know major ones that have made some dent in Titleist's uh, sales, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, for, I'm talking about the premier the the balls that for lower handicap golfers. I mean, obviously, you still have shares of other, of you know, other other balls too. And that that's the other question I wanted to ask you is, uh, which ball do you think the pros use the most, and how much does does well, a ball affect? Yeah, you know, his his game. Again, uh, you know, I think, I, I, and I don't know which one is being marketed, how they're marketing these two. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd have to look at that, but. Initially, when the Pro V and the Pro V One uh, X, you know, both came out, mm-hmm. most of the pros were playing the, the Pro V because of the spin. Um, so you're saying they want more spin, right? Most of them. Now it costs you a little bit of distance off the tee, but that's not what the pros are concerned about. They mm-hmm. want a ball, you know, when when you got 158 to the pin, you know, and they're 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 want to fl- they know if I fly at 156, it'll release whatever you know or mm-hmm. or. If I if I fly a 160, I can spin it back. Or what? They, they they're more concerned about the performance on the green <laughs> around the green than they are off the tee because they hit it so far anyway. You know, a, a, a 500 RPMs or whatever is not going to make a whole lot of difference for them. But for the masses in the amateur ranks, it was the other way. It was it was more the the exit was popular because it kind of gave you that combination of both because. You know, most amateurs can't generate enough club head speed oh, yeah. to really make a difference with spin, but they did notice about five to ten yards difference off the off the tee with the two. But um, in all honesty, I think it's one of those things. If you 
if you took a Sharpie and you drew a line through both with the X, mm -mm. and I don't think most players would would really notice, you know. As far uh, as feeling on? Yeah, as far as feeling yeah. on that, you know. Yeah. Well, they, um, they brought it out, the new the new ball this week at the Sanderson's Forum in, in a prototype, you know, for, for three players that were part of whatever, their demonstration or whatever they do, testing it. Yeah, R&D so, team, yeah. research. So Gary Woodland was one of them. The Garrett Higo, he was another one that used that ball at Sanderson, and he finished third. And then they said M.J. Dolphy. Never heard of him, Never but he made a hole-in-one with the ball. But those three guys were on the testing side of it. So it had to be already approved by the USGA uh, uh, for them to, you know, be able to even play it in a tournament. Yeah, for sure. Evidently. You know? um, but no, I mean, they they generally some some companies have tweaked a lot. You know, they they, I mean, now you have some of the balls. A lot of them are like five cores. You know, so they'll change the mantle a little bit. Um, here and there and, and the components in there. Uh, sometimes it's the external, um, whatever they use now. I mean, it used to be um, Balata, but it's not. It's a, you know, whatever yeah. artificial material they're using. Uh, it's not Serlin. That's the that's the hard balls. But mm -hmm. um, they'll, they might tweak a little bit of those ingredients, you know. And But for the most part, I think the changes. Now, again, with a pro, yeah, probably if, they, they probably notice it uh, a lot more than, than the amateurs. But that's why when, whenever new stuff came out like that and the, the what they call now, now the – because they have, you know, literally thousands of – hundreds of thousands of dozens still in circulation of the old balls. Mm -hmm. So then they become the second generation. So <laughs> they'll, they'll sell those for about $10 a, a dozen less than the, than the new ones. And – most people buy those, to be honest with you. And, and, and truthfully, you know, not like in the old days, you know, a, a ball was wound with rubber bands. Oh, God, you know? it was horrible. And, and as those balls aged, the rubber bands got, you know. Yeah, weaker. And, weaker, and, and so yeah. those balls became less potent. or, or Right. Nowadays, yeah. oh, the no, materials these, they use, it's hardcore. I mean, that doesn't get old. No, and if you, if you got balls That's in your right. closet that you've, you know, kind of stored some dozens away for a few years, they're still as good as day one. Now, if you're fishing them out the ponds, they have, well, they have, now, yeah, but. they have research that 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 does affect the performance. Uh, again, will the the average 18 handicapper notice it? Probably not, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, lower handicap golfers, it, it will affect it a little bit. Then but, rem remember when uh, they changed, they, they they counted the number of dimples and they named. Oh the yeah, ball. yeah. What was that? I can't remember. They, what. Which was uh, 362 or three? Well, 332 was 332. the original. That was the original number of dimples, but then they started increasing the number of dimples. Oh, okay. But I don't. The the, it's crazy the way the golf ball you know kind of went because top, top flight uh, experimented for for a while with a ball called the Magna, which was slightly bigger than the average golf ball. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, but it was a pretty much a flop at retail. And then Callaway, in one of the biggest flops of marketing history, came out with the Callaway C and the Callaway – no, TaylorMade. It might have been TaylorMade. Mm -hmm. Well, one or the other. Those mm -hmm. two. They made a, a ball specifically for a driver. <laughs> so if you played TaylorMade driver, you were supposed to play the, the T model. My. And if you played Callaway or any other driver, you were supposed to play the C model. And it, 
there was no difference in the balls. They they found out, and you know, and it was one of the biggest flops. And they they had like the ten top top ten flops in marketing history recently. Yeah. <laughs> I read about in golf, and that was one of them. Was yeah. these two? But um, but you remember you remember when we, we back in the day. When every now and then somebody would get their hands on a a, a European model, a penful, yeah, <laughs> they were smaller than the average golf ball, right? And they went further. They went you, further, and, and the people when they go play the pros when they go play in the open used to go go to that ball, you right, know? right, you know, and uh, and it was legal, you know, and, yeah. but if you happen to you know run across one here, <laughs> and boy, all of a sudden you got a few more yards off the tee and. The little ball seems to go in the big hole, but, you know, a lot easier than the bigger <laughs> ball. It's a visual thing it as is. well. You it know is, what I mean? you know. Yeah, yeah it's like, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it's so much marketing now. And, and um, you know, when you start paying $60 a dozen for golf balls, you got to really realize, am I, number one, am I, am I good enough to really notice a difference in this? And, you know, am I playing at a course where I'm a loser? <laughs> A lot of these golf balls. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had $60, how much you're paying for, again, patents, research and development, and player contracts. That's the big, that's the big one, you know. That, so out of the top, say, 200 on tour, maybe 120 play Titleist. You know what with with Titleist is paying those guys to play their ball every oh, yeah. year? You're paying. Every time you buy a dozen, a portion of that, you know, it's not going to the uh, Red Cross or the Wounded <laughs> Warriors, okay? Yeah. It's going to, uh, you know, the guy playing that Titleist ball on tour. So, look, just find a, a reasonably priced, you know, mid-range ball that performs well for you. And and you'll be fine. Oh, that, that's absolutely. my that's my the recommendation. Uh, abs- yeah, and you, you well know I don't play with new balls. The, uh, Jim the other day yeah. when we played, and I was teasing me about my ball that was yellow, which was a Tidler. So, <laughs> you know, honestly, Teddy, I played some uh, my best golf back in you know when I was be- better. You know, back mm-hmm. in when I was younger and all that, uh, with just you know top flights and stratas and just you know kind of just cheaper balls i mean i couldn't afford to buy anything better than that i right. mean and and you know that well, <laughs> if you bought a dozen titles back then there were balada you know, i mean you one hit on the cart pad it was gone or, or hit in the middle of the club face you, yeah with that an smi- iron you put that smiley on it yeah. that, it was done it was you know? done yeah and and really that i mean really done because you did you just uh figured the ball oh, yeah it's it, not like it's no you paint could, went off you of it couldn't do anything with it and, and and that happened way too much when, for my liking, you know, at that I'm time. Sure. And, and even, you know, now, look, spin-wise, they, they have still never duplicated how much a balada ball could spin. That I've never, you know, yeah. see, seen anything like that since then. But I wouldn't want to go back. You wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> right, right. All right, yeah. let's see what else we got going well, here. Well, yeah, we had the, uh, in the right there in Texas of the Colony, uh, the LPGA played, mm. and uh, Charlie Hull um, got a victory, and um, uh, that's her first LPGA Tour win in, uh, in six years. Um, put in a little extra time on the putting green, and the 26-year-old from England crossed the $1 million mark in season earnings, and um, that was uh, – pretty cool deal she's a she's a nice player she she she's uh she's gonna give uh, uh the u.s all they want in, in the solheim cup she's uh, she's very good um so uh congratulations to her um she hit a lob wedge from 78 yards to four feet on the 17th and made that for a final birdie 
and took a one-shot uh, lead to the final hole and then closed it out um, on the final hole with a par. So, um, Since you're on the LPGA, let me just throw in this. Their, their player of the year is coming up, you know, player of the year and the, all the awards. Jin Young Ko uh, is leading three other players by eight-tenth of a point. Wow. That's amazing. That I is. can't pronounce his names. No, Athea I know. <laughs> Minji Lee, and Nelly Corda are the ones that in second place. I can Just pronounce Nelly Corda. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jessica that, Corda's that, sister. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the uh, other girl, uh, I'd yeah. have to have a few beers to pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah. At least or, it would make sense to or me. Or the people you pronounce <laughs> and they too have a few beers and they, wouldn't, one of the they really wouldn't care. Or both. <laughs> or both, yeah. Uh, okay, I got a quick little story here. A guy named Blake Abercrombie. He's 27 years old. He's, he played one round that cost him almost $5,000. He was doing the first stage of uh, Q School for the DP Tour. He was a former Canadian PGA Tour player and a Latino PGA Tour player, but he got disqualified for using a, a, a cheater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come stupid. on, man. On the first hole. Wow. <laughs> Dumb, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes They you, disqualified him for that. And, uh, Why was, not give him was, a warning? There was another pro, Teddy. Uh, God, that happened last week, though, and, and I forgot to talk <laughs> about it. Who was it? Um, Oh, my. I God. don't know, well, but on some tours, it's legal. No, no, it wasn't about a range finder, though. But this was, he discovered he oh, had two seven irons in yeah, his bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had 15 clubs in the bag. That's I, a stupid rule, too. I know, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you it's, it's a seven iron. It's not going to perform any different. He was just trying no, out a different. For clubs, illegal. I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But how many, at the time, who, and again, I, don't, I forget who it was. I remember Ian Woosnam. That was, boy, he got so oh, mad at his caddy that broke time. The club. Oh, yeah. But there was another one where the, the guy realized his kid had put his kid's yeah. putter in the bag. You know, exactly. a, a, ju, you know a, a little mini putter, and, and that, that's ridiculous. It cost him four strokes. Again, that's yeah. just, yeah. That, Some of the rules of golf are ludicrous. That, you know? Yeah, that's where golf needs to kind of modernize with the, you know, with the times. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not. Sam uh, Bur Burns had a ruling uh, this week as well. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it, but it cost him two shots. He, uh, two-shot penalty. Oh, God darn. I yeah, I forgot it, it too, for. but I remember he was kind of. But he knew the, the rule. Yeah, oh, he, he hit a wire line off the tee, a, a power line. And he said, I, I, I believe the rule is I get to re. He didn't get a penalty. He, get, he had to replay the shot. You have to. Right. You can't take, you know, he said, you I wish I could have taken it because it ended up in the fairway where oh. his second went. Ended How up many times I did that when I used to play over there a lot at Voshane's or whatever yeah, that, yeah. that hole that is, hole. you know, that little short par four, and you try to, you know, drive it over the, the lake. And, we we oh. complaining about it. The power lines with the shadow on the button was bad. Oh, my goodness. I hit that thing so many times. All right. That'll do it for us. Remember the CHS Coaches Show with Coach Scott Watney and Tony Landry, the voice of the Panthers, coming up after the news. Stay tuned. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not too difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. 
Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tea time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5.